uh, it seems like the agenda is, is even a big part of that, even if it's an internal gauge. Is that kind of correct? Oh, that's absolutely. Yeah, I, I'm a big believer that if you can't measure it, then mm -hmm. why are you doing it? Gotcha. gotcha. And so I'm a huge, huge proponent of making sure that I hold myself accountable yeah. uh, to my caucus, to my chamber, or the Senate at large, and to the, the people who sent me here from Senate District 47. All right, hey guys, what's going on? Caden Cleveland back here again with another episode of OK Senate on Deck. Of course, we have President Pro Tem, Senator Greg Treat on the show this week. What we're going to be talking about in this episode, guys, is the 2020 Census. And specifically, we're going to be talking about why this is such a significant issue, what role the legislature plays in this process, and how it impacts everyday Oklahomans. So hang tight, guys. We're going to be talking about that, plus federal grants, the uh, what the legislature is doing to make sure that your tax dollars are being spent wisely. So hang tight. We'll be right back with another episode of OK Senate on Deck. Alright, hey everybody, what's going on? Caden Cleveland back here again with another episode of OK Senate on Deck. I believe this is episode 36, Pro Tim. 36, the big 36. How you feeling about that? Feeling pretty good about it? I feel tremendous about it, yeah, 36. <laughs> right on. Well, hey, there's a lot of things going on here at the Capitol that wanted to get your thoughts on. Um, but before we get there, really wanted to get your thoughts on uh, a lot of the things that the Senate has been working on lately. Um, there's uh, the, a lot of interim studies going on, uh, the health care working groups going on. Um, is there anything else uh, going on behind the scenes? I know it's interim, um, but there's still always stuff going on here. Oh, so. there's, a, there's a ton of work still mm -hmm. going on. We're obviously monitoring the revenues as they come into the state as yeah. we're looking at the budget. So our budget team's already working. Uh, hard on that. You mentioned the interim studies. Interim studies is you know really generic, but there are a ton of interim studies going on anywhere from some other healthcare related issues to transportation yeah. to contracting, uh, county government. I mean, there's a whole myriad of issues right. that we look at during the interim. It's been extremely busy up here on that. That's not including the special working group on the healthcare working group right. that we're looking at. Uh, Medicaid as well as other issues uh, in that interim. It's not really an interim study working group with the House, the Senate, and the governor has two representatives on it. So it, it's been a, a whirlwind interim. Right. And then we also, just as the Republican caucus, we've been working internally on, on uh, coming up with a, an agenda. You know, last year we were extremely successful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We had a four-point agenda and, and uh, achieved all four points of those. Obviously, we didn't do that on our, on our own. We had to have uh, the help and the buy-in from the House and the governor's office. Mm -hmm. We worked uh Really good teamwork between the the three entities. Quick question for you on on not specifics in the into the agenda, but just so uh, for somebody who may not know what exactly why uh, the Senate GOP has an agenda, um, can you kind of give us some background on that? What what is it? What's the reasoning for having an agenda at all? Yeah, if you don't set any goals, you'll you'll achieve uh, nothing. Oh, pretty simple, <laughs> yeah. straightforward there. Right? Yeah, yeah. It, it's very. I mean, it's just like personal life, business. You've got to make sure that you're focused on right. what you're trying to achieve that year. And and I'm a big believer in having an agenda uh, to make sure that right. we know we can measure success. Yep. We can say, did we actually achieve what we said we were going to achieve? Right. Uh, and also for Oklahomans to know what we're focused on. 
Yeah. Uh, make sure it aligns with what they're focused on. I've noticed you're big on that. I mean, even when we talk about loft, you're all about measuring, you know, what what's then the outcomes of it. And you're all about uh, measuring what level of success that, that the Senate or even just legislature in general has had. Uh, it seems like the agenda is, is even a big part of that, even if it's an internal gauge. Is that kind of correct? Oh, that's absolutely. Yeah. I, I'm a big believer that if you can't measure it, mm-hmm. why are you doing it? Gotcha. gotcha. And so I'm a huge, huge proponent of making sure that I hold myself accountable. Yeah. Uh, to my caucus, to my chamber, with the Senate at large, and to the the people who sent me here from Senate District 47. Gotcha. Well, um, beyond that, beyond what's going on right now, I wanted to ask you about uh, two two topics that have been really popular as of late just here in Oklahoma. Uh, One of those things is redistricting. Uh, The second second thing that we'll get to here in just a little bit um, is the federal grant, the executive order that went out about that. I want to get your thoughts on that. But first, uh, for somebody at home that may not know exactly what redistricting is and the importance of it, what what exactly, uh, what importance does that play in the legislative process? Yeah, you know, redistricting isn't a, a sexy issue outside of this building a right. lot of times, but it impacts everyone's life. Okay. So every 10 years required by the U.S. Constitution, they do a census. And the first part of redistricting is looking at the inputs. So we're trying to make sure that we participate in complete count, which is just trying to get everyone from every different region of Oklahoma, right. every socioeconomic, every demographic gets properly counted. That's good. Okay. And so we're putting a lot of focus on trying to get a, a real count mm-hmm. there. And then the output of that there's several outputs. The most obvious one is legislative districts and congressional districts okay. get redrawn. Uh, they get redrawn the year after the census. Mm-hmm. So you'll have the census in 2020 coming up right around the corner. Right. Uh, and then we will get that data back around March of the next year and start drawing legislative and congressional districts based off of that. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, it's extremely important that everyone, every person's vote counts. Right. So when you're looking at redistricting, it's about making sure that you have the same number of people in each district, right. but also like interest uh, or play a part in it. That's right. Uh, it's an extremely important uh, deal that we take seriously. Uh, also, federal money uh, comes down to the states, redistributed to the states right. uh, based on the census numbers. Okay. Uh, when you hear about Oklahoma's uninsured population, that came straight out of the last census. Oh, okay. And so the census is extremely important in making decisions, not just on how to draw legislative boundaries, but are we going to get money for healthcare? Are we going to get money for roads? Are we going to get money, this and that? And it's extremely important on a federal budget. Also, businesses make decisions uh, moving into a state based on census counts, how educated is the population, what's the average income. Gotcha years of experience, those things are, are critical for yeah. our state. And like you said, it's not a sexy issue at all. <laughs> Outside the Capitol, not many people know, honestly, too much about it. They hear what it is. They don't really know what it is, though. Um, but just listening to you, it sounds like it's an extremely important uh, topic that will be looked at. So what is the Senate doing exactly to start preparing for that? Yeah. So uh, a week or so ago, I announced uh, the hiring of an individual to come on staff okay. to help uh, both with the complete count to make sure that we actually get Oklahomans counted. Mm-hmm. Uh, that also impacts how many congressional seats you have and how many electoral votes you have at Electoral College. Hmm. So right now we have five congressmen and two senators. So that means we have seven electoral votes. Mm-hmm. Uh, if your population doesn't keep pace with the rest of the country, you can lose congressional seats. We've done that here in Oklahoma. Right. Uh, or if your state is growing uh, disproportionate to the rest of the country, you can actually gain seats. Oh, okay, so it's gotcha. a huge, 
huge deal on uh, representation in Congress and at the Electoral College gotcha. when it comes okay. to the presidential race. But hired someone here to be focused completely on uh, trying to get us an improved count. Right. And also to start working on redistricting. It's it's a lot more difficult than it sounds. You can't just uh, pull up Google Maps and right. say, hey, this is what we want to do. <laughs> yeah. You have to have uh, the data in it. You have to get the right software. You have to have the right programs, the right map printing software. Wow. Uh, map printer, printers, I should say, not software. Software and the printers. Yeah. And so I hired a guy named Keith Bill who's been uh, involved mm -hmm. in redistricting for the last 20 years in Oklahoma. Uh, last two redistricting cycles right. uh, in various capacities. And then I appointed uh, Senator Lonnie Paxton out of Tuttle to be the chair of redistricting mm -hmm. and Senator Dave Rader out of Tulsa to be the vice chair. Uh, in forthcoming weeks, we will start to release the other members, both Republicans and Democrats, right. uh, who will who will take part in this redistricting committee. Gotcha. Obviously, every member of the Senate will touch it, but there will be a committee set up, select committee, appointed by myself, uh, and I'll seek the input of Senator Floyd on the, the Democrat members okay. of, the, of the committee. And we'll move forward and start start the business. It doesn't just happen uh, in, in 2021. And the work starts now. Wow. Okay, gotcha. So with the committee that's being organized here in the Senate, is that just a Senate thing that happens, or does the House do the same the, thing? The House that, does the same okay, thing. Gotcha. Uh, they do it on their own timetable. They've announced a, a plan, right. a public plan. Uh, we're both taking it very seriously. Mm -hmm. And and I applaud their efforts, and I think our efforts are well underway. Love that. And, and since the whole thing about redistricting is all about representation and making sure people are being properly represented, it's great to hear uh, that the minority party and with Senator Floyd is going to be uh, involved in that process as well. So yes. very cool deal. And we take it very seriously, mm -hmm. uh, very seriously. Uh, and we're going to treat it uh, with the utmost integrity and right. serious level of seriousness it deserves. Love it. Love it. Awesome. Well, uh Beyond that, unless there's something else you wanted to add on the, on the census or the redistricting. No, if thing. people have questions, send yes, them our way, awesome. but uh, you know, it's, we'll, it's we'll topic, keep updating. That's good. It, it's a topic that really, uh, like I said before, not many people know about, but it's just a significant and very important issue that goes on here every 10 years, right? And it's not just an Oklahoma deal too, right? It's other states that have to participate. Oh, every state in the, the union will be doing this. Gotcha. And, okay. and we need to make sure, again, I can't overemphasize mm -hmm. it. There are some people who choose not to send the paper ballot back in. We, this this is the first year that majority of the work will be done online. Wow, okay. And so it's a concern of in a state like Oklahoma where we do have less access to high-speed internet and less people just using the internet than our peer states around the country. Right. We need to make sure people participate. So we're going to put out every effort to educate through our Republican and Democrat senators uh, to their constituencies back home, oh, why it's important. Because yeah. there are some people that choose not to fill it out. They they fall into conspiracy theories or right. other things, or they just think, don't think, they don't see the importance of right, it. Right, right. And there are certain communities within Oklahoma that disproportionately don't fill it out. Wow, okay. So it's, I can't underscore right. how important it is for our state, not just to make sure our legislative districts are drawn properly in our congressional districts, but to make sure that every people group, every person is counted. That's I love that. I didn't I didn't realize that it was so heavily dependent on just everyday citizens being a part of the process as well. So you're saying without them being heavily involved, I mean, uh, that all depends on the 
the amount of data and the correct data that's received on our end. Is that correct? Yeah. Your, your output is only as good as your input love and it. we've got to have the right input. Love it. Love it. Love it. Okay. Well, like Pro Tim said, if you have any other questions on that, if you're listening at home, you have questions on, on how you can get involved and, and making sure that you're a part of that process, please email us. Um, we, we have our email at ondeck at okcenate.gov. Pro Tim, I wanted to get your thoughts on, on one more topic here before we uh, head out for this week. Um, and it's the topic of the um, the governor put out his uh, executive, executive order. order on uh, federal grants. And, and um, for somebody who may have seen the headline, they don't know all the details of why that's significant. Can you kind of walk us through uh, what that was and why it's significant? Yeah, absolutely. So Oklahoma, uh, our appropriated budget's about $7 billion. Mm-hmm. And then counting federal and other monies that come into the state government, uh, including fees that people pay directly, it's about $24 billion that we spend annually. And so some of those monies come in the form of grants. Okay. So an agency, a hypothetical agency X, decides that this program is extremely important. Mm-hmm. They see that there's a federal grant that's available to do that, and they try to match that program the best they can with the federal grant. Right. They apply for that federal grant. And try to secure those monies for Oklahoma. Okay, all good in, and well. In order to run that program. Yeah. Like, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. All good and well. Uh, it's it's Oklahoma's uh, Oklahomans pay into the federal taxes as well, and right. and we do need to uh, get some of those grants. The problem is twofold. Number one, some some state agencies have sought grants that cause them to either violate the position we're trying to take as a state policy wise. Right. right. Yeah. Or that go outside Mission Creek. Mm-hmm. They go way outside their mission because they see money out here, and so they change right. their mission somewhat, right. slightly uh, at first, and then over time it becomes Mission Creek. Right. And so they they go for those monies, and sometimes we we wouldn't otherwise have that program without that federal grant. So the money becomes the motivation in that in that absolutely particular that's instance. Mu- yeah, much better gotcha. way okay. to say it. yes, and then. There's also something a little bit more nefarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess it's actually threefold. I said twofold. Uh, is that you could go out there and get the state on the hook for money because most of these grants have a, a period of time for which they're valid. Right. Or they step down the federal money and in- expect you to step up the state money. So you have a program right. that's got a five-year life to it, and then you build a constituency in or people dependent on that money. Mm-hmm. And then they, these agencies or entities may send out a letter, hey, if the legislature doesn't act, mm-hmm. your program's going away. And it's not a program we created, the governor created. Huh. Uh, it was created wow. outside of that scope. So I've been working on this for, I don't know, five, six years. Uh, actually got a bill to the governor's desk simply requiring transparency mm-hmm. on what strings were attached to those, those federal grants. And uh, the previous administration vetoed that bill. Okay. Uh, I was upset about that. <laughs> and then uh, we tried different ways of, of getting at that. I'm excited the governor issued his executive order, right. which requires it to go through an approval process through his cabinet and through his office, which I think is going to be extremely important. Right. However, it's an executive order. So I, I put out a press statement saying how excited I was. I am excited. I'm still excited. I think it's the right move. 
But if we want that to have lasting change, we need mm -hmm. to probably try to codify some yes. of that executive order language so we can have a lasting impact beyond the Stitt administration well wow. into the future. Gotcha, gotcha. So it sounds like it's not like the gate is just being closed on federal grants or anything like that. It's no, just the process to get those money and have access to the money is just going to be uh, a little bit more monitored now. Is that is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. We gotcha. just want to know what our long-term obligations gotcha. are mm -hmm. and what our short-term obligations are as far as changing uh, anything we do within those agencies. So, gotcha. State agencies are led by great Oklahomans. Yes. And, uh, there, there are a lot of really good people mm -hmm. doing these things, so I don't want to insinuate they're doing anything uh, that is, I used the word nefarious earlier. But there are certain times that even through innocent means, they get us way outside of the scope of what we're trying to do mm -hmm. as policymakers and the governor's trying to do in leading the executive branch. Gotcha. Okay. Well, uh, you mentioned how the legislature is going to be a part of that process. I, I Moving forward, hopefully, is that is that correct? Well, I hope so. That that's not that was not obviously part of the governor's executive order. The right. governor's executive order uh, made it happen, but the executive orders expire upon the end of a term of right. a, a governor. Mm -hmm. And so, I would like to see have longer term uh, consequences. To gotcha. It. I still need to talk to the speaker and the governor. Uh, and we'll continue to have those dialogues. Mm -hmm. But I think we're all in agreement that we need to be good stewards of taxpayer money, and this is just one avenue. Love that. that. Absolutely. Well, and that's something that I think that everyday Oklahomans can get behind it and get excited about. Um, that uh, One, that just their tax dollars are being monitored and being well taken care of. And two, that it's not just limiting uh, and cutting off programs uh, and at all. It's just help making sure that those are being efficient and uh, worthwhile. Is that is that correct? And is within the scope of the mission of yes, the agency that's good. With yeah. seeking it. So yes. Love that. Awesome. Well, Pro Tim, thank you so much for walking us through these uh, two very, very important issues uh, with redistricting and the census coming up. Um, one, everyday Oklahomans need to know about that and they need to know how they can get involved and know what an important role they play in that mm. whole process uh, and how the legislature is going to be involved in that process. But two, uh, the federal grant deal, that, that's, that's gotten a lot of attention lately. So I just want to get your thoughts on that and uh, and uh, see, see what you thought about it. So Yeah, it, it, there are some very good grants that come back to the state yeah. of Oklahoma and no one has a desire to cut those off. Just yeah. have more transparency around the grants we are getting. Love it. Absolutely. This is your last episode. <laughs> this is my last episode. Actually. Th episode yes. 30. You can only last through 36. You I can could, only put up with I me that long. I could not take any more. No, no, that is not correct at all. But this will be my last episode. Un unfortunately, it's uh, been a huge pleasure uh, just being able to be able to learn from you and, um, and um, be able to have this avenue to be able to talk about legislation and policy and important matters for Oklahomans in, in a new new way that hadn't been presented before. Yeah, Caden's moving on. <laughs> and uh, for those of you who tune in to listen to Caden, uh, you'll be sorely, uh, you'll be saddened next time you turn in. I'll be saddened. You're a tremendous employee of the Senate, tremendous well, member of the Senate family. Uh, moving on to, I won't say bigger and better things. You're moving on to other things. Yes, yes. Other uh, things, not necessarily bigger or better. But that's a great opportunity things. for you yeah. uh, and your family and uh, honored that you uh, worked with us for the Thank amount you, of time Brian. you did. Uh, you've been with the Senate family for quite some time now. Uh, four four years, five years. Oh, man, five years. Since Holy you were cow. 17 years old. Yeah, man. pretty much. <laughs> yeah. The, <laughs> not quite that young, but pretty close. Yeah. So the, uh, but you, you've done a tremendous job. Uh, one of the things when I got elected, uh, pro tem that I told my caucus and told the Senate at large was that we were going to step our communications game up and you and Aaron Cooper have done a tremendous job of doing that. 
and I appreciate uh, all the work you put into creating, helping create this show and uh, the many mechanisms that we communicate to people that we weren't communicating uh, right. in those manners just a year ago. So mm -hmm. thank you for your part in that. Uh, I wish you the best of luck in well, your new thank endeavor. You. Thank you very much, Protein. That really does mean mean a ton. And also, you gave Aaron a shout out. Aaron's behind the cameras every episode. Aaron Cooper is uh, uh, the uh, man behind the scenes making all this happen. So shout out to Aaron as well. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, well, hey, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Um, this is uh, my last episode, but hopefully the podcast will continue. Right? It will continue. Great, great. Uh, absolutely. It I won't know. be the same. Hey, it's Caden Cleveland. I'm, I'm <laughs> still working on that. You're going to yeah. have to start. It now hey, it's Greg Tree. <laughs> maybe I can have you on as a special guest sometime. Oh man, I can be a special guest now. I like yeah, it. Yeah, well, I, I didn't say you could. I said okay. maybe. The potential is there. <laughs> the potential. Keep your hopes up. Okay, but yeah. I'll keep working at it. <laughs> All right. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I hope you've been able to learn a little bit more about uh, just what's going on here with uh, Oklahoma, with the redistricting coming up, the 2020 census, how important that is for Oklahomans. That's both in a, in a small and also a big picture. That really is a significant issue. Uh, but then also just the uh, what's being being done on uh, the federal grants, been tracking those, just to make sure that our our tax dollars are being well taken care of. You know of. what? I just started thinking. I was not listening to anything yeah, you were saying, geez, but unreal. The, you know the thing I just, we we announced your marriage on here. It's a very significant thing. Yeah, this my is, engagement, my marriage. You, 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 yeah, yeah. This has been. I don't know what the, what I'm going to do. Well, next you guys, time. you guys have just been with me through the past year of craziness. I know. Episode <laughs> episode thirty seven is going to be. Uh, Maybe we'll have a montage of all the take outtakes from from your previous. I, I told Aaron I was just going to do a montage of "Hey everybody, what's going on?" Kim, Caden Cleveland here, and just do a. Hey, before you hours. actually leave, could you create that? Yeah, I will. I will get that <laughs> yeah. done for you. All right, all right. You're getting some behind the scenes footage here of us <laughs> just having a conversation. But uh, guys, thank you again so much. This has uh, been a pleasure being having the podcast and. Uh, if you do have any questions, uh, feel free to email us. The on deck at oksenate.gov email address is set up directly for this podcast to answer whatever questions that you have for the President Pro Tem Treat. And uh, if you do have anybody that you'd like to see on the show with President Pro Tem Treat, you can feel free to uh, request anybody, if somebody you'd like to hear from. We'd love to hear that as well. So beyond that, Pro Tem, you got anything else? No, I, I really do. Thank in you. all sincerity, I appreciate your service to the Senate. Thank you very much. You're going to continue your service to the state, but thank you so much for uh, for the tremendous work you did yes, for sir. us. Absolutely. Well, hey, guys, thank you so much again. And I guess uh, Pro Tem Treat, we'll see you again on the next episode of OK Senate On Deck. Bye, guys.